welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I'm just going to get right into it. So last week on my Patreon, which for anyone who's new here, there's an extra episode that comes out every week. So I had Meredith Lynch on, friend of the pod, who who was there to get into basically uh, influencers doing crazy and out-of-touch things, which we're here to observe analyze and discuss. Towards the end of our discussion, she brought up this place to me, which I, I I could not stop thinking about it for days, her either. And we had no choice but to call an emergency bonus podcast episode recording. The topic at hand today is some of the most unhinged luxury celebrity retreats out there. First of all, we're going to talk about the Ranch Malibu. I'm not even going to get into it here because it just, there. there's so much to unpack. It could have its own podcast. Then we're going to get into some other, some of the most cringeworthy retreats. I'll, I'll just say this is a little preview. Okay. Two words, luxury ayahuasca retreat. Uh, okay. That was three words, but you know, you get the point. Like that sets us up for the, the rabbit hole we're about to fall down together. So I'm going to cut right to the chase. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, we're back with Meredith Lynch. Meredith, it's been so long. How have you been? You know what? I have been well, and I feel like I have been deep diving on so many things that we talked about. So much has happened since we last met. Like, even though it's only been a few days. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, the whole private jet list was released. Like, there's just been a lot flying around, literally. Um, And so I feel like we have more to catch up on, but we, of course, have what we're here for today. Yeah. On the whole, like one note on the whole private jet thing, I don't understand the outrage because I'm like, that's what they've been doing. They've been doing that. They're still doing that. Like, did we not know that they've been zip zaps up and around on their private jets? Like every (laughs) celebrity? I mean, I don't Do you think it's just because air travel has gotten so bad that people are now like, wait a second. They're like, these people aren't getting their bags lost and their flights canceled. <laughs> maybe There's subconsciously. Way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe subconsciously that is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably, but I'm just like, they're like, Kylie Jenner took a 17 minute flight. I'm like, how do you think they get around? They've been posting photos of this for years. Kim, Kim yeah, has true. Kim has a cashmere beige interior private jet that she gave us a tour of very recently, like on camera. What do you? <laughs> I think that it's just like with inflation and like the wealth gap just getting bigger and bigger. Now we're just realizing, I think maybe all of, all of the things that like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like when um, things were getting really heated and then all the billionaires within the same week were, were taking uh, jets to Mars or whatever, not to Mars, but like into space, they were all going to space and we're like, right. Jeff Bezos is out there doing Jeffy stuff but like when (laughs) when they're actually all constructing like rockets in the same week that's when it gets a little too heated a little too like in our face right exactly and you know what I've said it once and I'll say it again Lance Bass wasn't allowed to go to space so I don't talk about space travel is Lance Bass your is he your hero 
No, but in regards to attempts at space travel, yes. <laughs> He's the least problematic person that I know of who has tried to go to space and couldn't. Um, I actually was almost in the Washington Post. Um, I was supposed to make a commentary about when Pete Davidson was supposed to go to space. And <laughs> and I had set up this interview or this reporter had set up an interview with me. And I was like, yeah. I was like, Dad, I'm going to be in the Washington Post. He's like, oh, my God, talking about what? I'm like, well, so um, how do I explain this? There's this man <laughs> named Pete Davidson who is dating someone named Kimberly Kardashian. Like I, I had to like, like bring the it- levels that you have to go into. Yeah. And then it was funny because even so we were emailing back and forth. And yeah. at one point, the reporter's like, now the flight to space for Pete has been delayed. So we might not be even doing this article. And she's like, I can't even believe I'm writing this sentence. And I'm like, she's like, this is weird. I'm like, well, when you talk about this stuff online, it, it's all weird all the time. Oh yeah, exactly. Like people are like, somebody sent me a comment yesterday that was like, I pray that you will find like of something that makes your life have meaning. And I was like, First of all, no, you're not like, I wish you were praying for me for that, but you're not, I know you don't give a shit about me. Um, but also like, I'm fine over here. (laughs) No, you know what? Like what, what are these people doing with their time? That is of more value than what we're doing with our time. I know what they're doing. Anytime I get a comment from somebody like this and I click on their profile, I'll tell you what they have. What They have so many, they have not so many. They have five to six TikToks over the course of the last two years, which is fine. Not everybody needs to be, but they're using face filters. And I don't mean like, oh, like just throw on the glow filter. So, you know, whatever. I mean, like they're like putting like the dog one on or they're putting like the vintage Hollywood poster one on and being like, or they're doing like the, who will I be in 2021? Like, it's like an old thing of like, you know, or like what dog am I? That's what they're doing. That's their hobbies. (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah. And like, I love that for them. <laughs> I but how is that any better or worse than what I'm doing? Well, and I'm sure some of them are also going like the snobby route. And it makes me think of yeah. um, the first guy I ever dated back in high school was obsessed with f- philosophers and oh, red flag huge walk (laughs) the guy was one big walking red flag but he would he would uh he would come down on me because I didn't want to read Nietzsche like on the beach I didn't want to like take these (laughs) I know and I'm like I'm trying to enjoy my life I literally I don't care (laughs) you know this is why Princess Diana and Charles didn't work out a huge part of it is that Charles was like forcing all this stuff down Diana's throat. And she was like, I don't want to read this all the time. And Camilla was like, I'll read it. And literally that is the perfect capturing of like this whole dynamic. Because who would you you rather spend your time with? Diana or Prince Charles? Someone who's funny, fun, cool, stylish, um, compassionate, philanthropic. And like, just like you, I think you're describing you. I, I would not dare even put myself in the same category as Diana. She is truly like, yeah, in, in my heart, both her, I had, I had the beanie baby, but it's not about that. Oh my God. Um, well, you had the beanie baby. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Didn't we all know? Or, or that was kind of like, maybe that was like an elite beanie baby. I remember that there was like, um, this concert for Diana 
and Elton John was going to sing Candle in the Wind, yeah. but he was going to change the lyrics like slightly. Right? Yeah. Good. Like, and he was going to say goodbye, England's Rose or something. Are, we, are you with me here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Didn't he write okay. Candle in the Wind for her? I feel like he might have, but also like there was a tie into Marilyn Monroe. So it was, you know, blondes who we were not good to. Yeah. Blondes. Um, Yeah. Who we now like hold up, but when they were alive, we just treated them terribly. Yeah. 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 So I remember, so I remember I had to go by my friend's house to pick up her book and she answered the door and she was like, shh, be quiet. My sister is recording the concert for Diana on a tape recorder because she wants the new version of Candle in the Wind. She was recording it on the TV, like with a tape recorder. If that is not the most like 1999 moment, like, shh. Stand outside for the next three minutes. My sister's recording this off the television. The only like the only way that it could be more of a symbol of the times is if she then like wanted to use a clip as her like voicemail. Right? <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, England's Rose. <laughs> anyway, I haven't Incredible. thought about that in years, but that was a great moment. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how we got here, but I'm I'm happy we did. Should we should we turn let's do it? We turn the ship around. So we started chatting on last week's Patreon. And we were chatting about basically influencers doing crazy shit, which is one of our favorite topics as two people who, by some people's definition, maybe even are influencers doing crazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) we're both within and without these worlds. So it's just, it's very fascinating. And at the end, you told me about one of the greatest places on earth, the ranch, the ranch Malibu, the ranch Italy. I've been thinking about it every minute of every day since then and we need to just really get into it so we're gonna get into the ranch we're going to get into some other batshit crazy luxury retreats and yeah that's what we're here to to do today I'm so excited I cannot tell you when I discovered this place I was like god I don't have enough friends in Los Angeles because I didn't have enough people to talk to about this place so I'm so excited to you don't need friends here. in Los Angeles. You have friends in Montreal and I need to talk about it as well. So we, <laughs> we need each other. <laughs> yeah. This is a safe space for anybody who needs to talk about the ranch Malibu. Um, yeah. And if you haven't heard, if you don't know what we're talking about yet, um, we will explain, we will yes. break it all down mm-hmm. and then, yeah, we, we will, we will walk you through this because it, there's so much to unpack here. Should we just do like a brief recap of like, just yes. what is the ranch? Walk us through what the ranch is, because I think it's important to just know the cliff notes and then we can start breaking it down. Yeah. So the cliff notes are, it's a luxury wellness retreat that is, yeah, it's, it's about health and wellness. That is their tagline on their website. It is extremely expensive and you arrive to center yourself and leave um, lighter <laughs> emotionally. Or at least with less gluten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or <laughs> I mean, or, or driven to the brink of insanity. Like this, this place, I mean, all joking aside, this is my absolute personal hell. Uh, 
I say we'll that with like that. no hyperbole. On the surface, Elevator Pitch is a luxury wellness retreat that is in Malibu and now Italy. Yes. And it's the typical, um, the typical stay at the ranch is six nights and that'll run you the low, low price of nine, just a casual $9,000, you know? Um, but the ranch Italy is more expensive, which is actually interesting to me, given the fact that like, I would imagine that just like the actual cost of running it in Italy versus running it in Malibu is probably less because of, but whatever, we'll get to that. Yeah. And we'll get to that. And, and for me, the heart of why this is so fascinating amongst many other things is that the whole diet culture that we grew up in as children of the nineties and the two thousands, it's so alive and well today, just in the form of health Mm -hmm. and wellness, it just has a thin health and wellness cloak. You can't sell people shit your pants tea. You can't sell people like um, trim spa, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't exactly. You can't sell people trim spa, but you can sell them um, a meditation wellness retreat where they are starving and marching through the hills <laughs> for hours upon <laughs> hours. Sometimes I forget about the hiking. Um, and then I remember it and I just lose my mind. Yeah. And I think like they branded as gut health, they branded as blood work. They, which like, I mean, we know how that worked out for Theranos. So they have this whole new way of talking about wellness and that is very alive and well at the ranch. And there were so many things when I heard about this place that just to me were like red flag, red flag, red flag. And so I really dove into the research because it's like, I want to know what this place is really about. And I want to know about it through the owners of both the ranch and several golden doodles, Alex Glasscock and his wife, Sue, who founded the ranch. It's been around for, I mean, probably 12 years now from what I can tell. After we had talked about this, I had posted a few clips to my stories about it. And the first one was just a brief intro. And I got a couple of responses of people being like, oh my God, this looks amazing. And then I was like, did you see three slides down? They're like, nope, never mind, never mind." And they were like, oh my God, I feel embarrassed for even thinking that this would be appealing. But it's like, okay, everybody needs to relax. Everyone wants rest and relaxation. Everyone wants to be pampered. And also just, I just have to say that like, um, for anyone like who's new here, one of my other hats that I wear is that I'm a herbalist. I've studied long ago for many years, um, holistic herbal medicine and studied all about gut health, all about ashwagandha, all these trendy buzzwords. And I understand the use and the function of them. And I also see how it's like completely distorted, used in the absolute wrong context. I had a teacher that was, and was like, yes, detoxing can be great, but you know, most people who come to me and want to detox are is people that are completely unhealthy and just need this shocking reset. And what she would say to them is if you have been sitting on the couch for the last 10 years and just eating like chips and watching TV, would you start going to a CrossFit gym every day for a month? Like, no, you would know unless I wanted to like get involved in some type of lawsuit where I would make a ton of money. Yeah. And so she'd be like, that's what you're trying to do to your body. So I'm going to give right. you these small changes that are not going to be as like sexy and exciting to you, right. but this is actually the way your, the, your body works and what it needs for real health is slow 
fundamental changes. So anyway, this and is that's like- what we know, right? Like that is one of the biggest things that we know, I think about health and wellness to really make changes in your life. They have to be small, manageable changes that you can continue over time. And most people cannot continue over time. And this is, I think gets to this culture that we have. And like, I'm guilty of this too, is that we just want the like shot in the arm, the easy way to do it. And that is, that is not an anti-vaccine statement. I am very, very much pro-vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I mean is like, we just want the quick fix. We just want the easy thing. Right. hundred so, percent. And who wouldn't, so who doesn't want to spend six days to maybe, you know, reset on six years of maybe not great eating habits. And like, also like, what are, like, what are not great eating habits? Like that gets into sort of, I think classism and, you know, etc. So I think maybe we should take a, take everybody through a typical day at the ranch. Yeah. And then we can sort of break it apart from there. Yeah. And, and see how, like, this is one of the infinite ways that the term gut health is just used as like a get, get slim quick fix. Like it's right. just, it's like, yeah, gut health, bloating, all of this are now just the code words that you're allowed to use for like, <laughs> get off your ass and get skinny. Like the rest of us. Toxins. They love yeah. toxins. Detox. Clean. Yeah. yeah. Clean. <laughs> Clean. No I'm chemicals. Like- Everything is a chemical. Oh, so everything's a chemical. A typical okay. day at the ranch starts at five 30 in the morning. Off to a great start. Rise with the sun. In Tibetan chimes. Okay. Gentle Tibetan okay. times. Okay. Just a gentle 5.30 wake up. Okay. And then we go to breakfast. And then we go on our four-hour hike. Meredith, if we're hiking for four hours, we must be having a big, hearty breakfast. <laughs> um, so you would actually be surprised uh, because a lot of times, and the ranch breaks this down for us, they use this language that I think is so interesting. So a typical meal at the, a typical day at the ranch, you're going to get 1400 calories. By interesting language, do you mean like Tumblr pro anorexia, like posts from the 2000s? I think so. I feel that way. I mean, basically it's 1400 calories and they have a whole section on their website dedicated to the fact that you get six almonds when you're hiking. And what they say is what guests realize is they're not as hungry as they think they are. And I'm, that is, that is some straight up Alex Glasscock must be on 2014 tumblers, like getting advice from people who like took mirror selfies because that is pro Anna. Yeah. Wouldn't you be, wouldn't you feel better if you realize just how much discipline you have? how much is just all in your mind and mm-hmm. it's like and it's like i mentioned this when we did our patreon episode and talked about this is is that we're obviously not dietitians but i had seen this post from uh, a dietitian who was mentioning the fact that 1200 calories is appropriate for a toddler so, so like someone who weighs like what like 30 pounds yeah and and one of the keys to weight loss like you could see it as this sort of like calorie deficit, but that is so nebulous and such a reductive way of looking at it. And also if you go into starvation mode, we're animals. We're, that's why we live in fight or flight. As soon as we're anxious, your body will go into shock and start holding on. Like, I I don't want to get too much into the science of it because I'm not a scientist, but I actually, I mean, I look, I've studied this stuff on my own in school. Like your body has all these ways to protect yourself from when it thinks that resources are scarce and it's not good. It's like extreme survival mode. And 
you'll snap, not healthy nor sustainable. I mean, most people are working right now to not be like this, to not have to live like this. And I think especially, I think what makes it hard to, for me to comprehend things about the ranch and the fact that they give you 1400 calories when, you know, and I am with you, like, I'm not into the calories thing. I don't count calories. I I think it's not a a good, for me, it's not a good way for me to live my life. I had a D minus average in chemistry, which I would like to remind you is passing. Okay. So like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do think that it is important right now in this moment that when we look at these places, we remember that like, there are people who are living without food right now and that is not by choice. And so when you talk about a place like this and you talk about people almost glorifying um, food insecurity in a way. Yeah. And like, I don't know the stats in the U S but food insecurity in Canada is a huge issue. And it's Mm -hmm. somewhere like it's something like one in five kids in Canada faces food insecurity, um, like in an extreme way. And for us, like prices keep going up, like the cost of living keeps shooting up. I'm sure there's similar in the U S but it's, I guess, I mean, globally too, like it's all interconnected, but there is this bubbled way of thinking where it's like, we're doing this luxurious, exclusive thing where we are doing physical labor Mm -hmm. And we're doing, um, you know, restricting our eating, which is something that really gets you back in touch with these like forgotten roots. And it's like, (laughs) like people are living like this because they don't have a choice because of you. (laughs) Yeah. With the whole physical labor thing, like I also mentioned on when we last talked about this, I had a choice and by choice I did fruit picking for many years Mm -hmm. uh, in the summers when I was younger. And And it's not like I was forced into that, but it's also that it wasn't this terrible. It was a job. I would Mm -hmm. rather listening to my music alone in the trees, picking these big, heavy buckets and being tired at the end of the night than working at like the ice cream store for the summer, whatever, you know, like that's just, I mean, I, I guess (laughs) I, I, that's very specific. I worked in an ice cream store where I was like almost fired every other day. Cause I was just not a good employee. So and that's, as you would say, Meredith, that's a me problem. Um, but like, um, I worked at an ice cream place for like 48 hours and I hated it and I quit. It was, it was actually hell. And I went back to like, I used to like work at this lemonade cart. I would push this lemonade cart out into like the blazing hot sun and make lemonades. And that was better than working at the air conditioned ice cream store. I hated yeah. it. Anyway, yeah. continue. Sorry. This- Physical labor is something mm-hmm. that is forced on some people. And also some people do by choice and is like, completely valid and not in this hierarchy that people perceive it as it's just capitalism that is ranked like you people making millions running this retreat as the at the top of the top tier top of the pyramid right people at the bottom who do physical labor to provide food for their families right so to pick your fucking almonds which we'll get to (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to the almonds. And that was something that, you know, I was going to save this, but I'm going to talk about it right now. That was something that, um, you know, I listened to this podcast with the, where the owner, Alex Glasscock is on, you know, with, with this woman who has, you know, been to the ranch many times. And one of the things that he talks about is that adults can just avoid physical challenges and we don't 
put ourselves out there for physical challenges. And like, so basically I was like, oh, so you've like never met a person who doesn't make, you know, I would say mid six figures a year because like there aren't, there are people who can't avoid physical challenges. And if you believe that to be true, then like, you're not, you're not meeting enough people. And like, also I think about the people who clean the rooms at, uh, at this place. I think about the people who bring them the food from, you know, they have a small organic farm, but they outsource some stuff. I'm like, do you not realize like, it's not an option for some people. But, and that's what it comes down to is you could be in the most myopic closed off bubble of elite people who don't have to do this type of work as friends, as what you perceive as peers. But in that world, you also have a gardener. You also have a chef. You have all these people who are on their feet, busting their ass for you to live this lifestyle. So you actually are in contact with these people. You they're on your payroll. Like there's no one you are aware on some level that, that these people exist, but you completely write them off as these lower tier people by just saying that no one does this anymore. And this is something really important because it's been this like lost art. Right. Exactly. And so I think, you know, that gets to the next step in the day, which is the four hour hike, which is the first half of the exercise of the day. So, Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So you've had your, what is an acai bowl? Yes, you've had your acai bar or, or ranch granola, which they call it the ranch granola, but like, and I'm picturing it like the most dry rabbit food type oh my of God. granola, you know, so yeah. also no caffeine's allowed. So you have your little, your, your little nuts with your, you know, sugar-free almond milk or whatever. I can't imagine how insufferable these people are without caffeine. Cause like I, for one, am insufferable without caffeine. So like, I can't imagine how awful these people are. They come to this ranch and they don't have any caffeine. And yeah, then you go on your four hour hike. And, uh, I got a little more information on these hikes. Thanks to the podcast that you recommended to me. I said, no gifts, uh, where they recently had someone on who went to the ranch. Yeah. Did you listen to this podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And he was billing it as this amazing experience. And it just made me think about the people that are in the habit of restricting themselves in this extreme way. And also in the habit of going on maybe yearly luxury retreats, or just as a very regular part of their lifestyle. Know many other people that are in this because the way that he was describing it was, it was so wonderful. It was really difficult, but I really proved myself. And then he's like, yeah, you know, it was, it was a little tough to wake up at five in the morning. Um, and the hikes were kind of hard cause there was no breaks. Oh my God. <laughs> as soon as you said they had walkie talkies, I was like, I don't ever want to go on a hike where I need a walkie talkie in the Santa Monica mountains where there's like, there's snakes, bobcats. Like, I mean, and these animals have been like completely displaced by like, I don't even know, like Denise Richards building her farms. Okay. So I've done a lot of you're, but you're like nature girl. I'm, but okay. No, but so I'm nature girl. I mean, I've done a lot of backwoods hiking and camping in like bear country and cougar country. And so, but, so you do need walkie talkies, but like, that's a certain type of life, right? That's not for everybody. No, but the one and only way that I get through it is eating continuously. (laughs) Yeah. Is I have little 
handfuls of snacks about every 20 minutes. And, and that's, and that's like, I'm, I'm like a, a rabbit with the carrot dangling. Like if you just dangle snacks in front of me, I'll do whatever I'll hike, right. I'll go anywhere. And these people get six almonds. Yes. And you, Let, and, and- now about those almonds, which is a direct <laughs> quote from their website, explaining the meaning behind their almonds. And this is where it gets especially like pro anorexic Tumblr mm-hmm. posts. Like I think they just lifted it directly from <laughs> copy of- paste. This is a um, great Tumblr from uh, a girl in Kansas city. Yeah. She has, she is speaking our language. Yeah. We love Fitzbo hashtag. <laughs> um, so, so they talk about these almonds and they're saying that it's part of realizing that you, you have the discipline within you and that they, I think they say at one point, you can have more almonds, but just try right. to have just it's the like, six. Start with this. Yeah. Let's see how we do. Yeah. Which is like, that is such shamey language because you know, like they are tracking who came up for a second handful of almonds. Well, I'm picturing them like making you walk up in front of everyone and like <laughs> to just sanctimoniously take your six almonds. Yeah. They're like, like sitting everyone down and being like, oh, we'll just take a moment for anyone who wants more almonds. Does anyone want to stand up and just come forth? Come like, forward and anybody else? Because we like have some. Yeah. Do, do you want, you need them for anyone who lacks discipline? Like it's okay. It's okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> did you not like fully? Cause what they want you to do is they want you in- to intentionally eat each almond, which like that, again, that is some pro Anna stuff is to like, like that is not the point of almonds. But it's always fucking almonds. That's the thing about this type of thing is that they're always on about their almonds. Like every type of horrible rabbit food restrictive diet always has a little, a little bit of almonds for a snack. And I love all, okay. I love almonds, but just a bunch of dry, not roasted, not salted almonds. You're just chewing it and it, it makes kind of like dry almond paste. Like, come on. Sorry. Almonds like as a snack are like to me on the nuts scale almonds rank pretty low if you told me i could have a bag of cashews or a bag of almonds i would pick the cashews but you know they won't give them cashews because that's probably too high in fat yes exactly and almonds within some trail mix great love that perfect yeah sign me up um but like of all of if i go for a bag of nuts i'm not going for a bag of almonds first so yeah and, and uh, yeah, it's true. And, and, but the thing is, I'm like, how hard could it be to throw in some like cranberries and chocolate chips in there? Oh my God. But for them, that would send the calorie limit way over budget. That would be the whole, that would be. Um, and I think that, um, you know, gets to the point of how can you hike for four hours? Right. And I know you go at your own pace, but like, when I listened to that podcast comedian who recently went on it, which honestly, one of the first things I thought was like, he went with a friend and I was like, the fact that you both have like $10,000 to blow on this is so interesting to me. Like that to me, that's unsurprising to me because I do think that society naturally filters into tiers of wealth. Like that's true. If you think, if you think like anyone listening, like think about your friends generally people keep friends within the same 
socioeconomic socioeconomic Mm -hmm. income bracket that's Mm -hmm. and and it just kind of it that is just how it works and there's obviously outliers but so if 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 you've got ten thousand dollars and you want to lose 20 pounds in a week um on this wellness retreat you probably have friends who feel the same way or else you'd be insufferable like we wouldn't be friends with people like like that but there are many people like that so that's a good point. You're right. So like attracts, like you go on your four hour hike and then you come back and you, I believe you have lunch, which, you know, is probably 12 almonds. And then you have a nap. Which we will list off the full menu. Yes, we'll go through the menu. Yes. Yeah. Then you have a nap and because like, <laughs> how could you not? Um, and then you wake up and you do two hours of workout classes. So some strength and conditioning, things of that nature, you get a massage and then you do an hour of yoga, which people came to me and were like, Oh, but like yoga is not working out, but like yoga is working out. Like yoga is moving your body. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm just trying to get back into a little bit of shape after basically like not doing any exercise for, I'd say the last year. And so I'm doing these yoga classes and I am like sweating. I'm walking out like sore, you know, like it is anyone who says it's not a workout is doing so much yoga and (laughs) has lost the plot that they can't even like connect to the fact that it's, it is a workout for the rest of us. And the fact that you have done, you know, four hour hike, two hours of workout classes, right. You've done so that you're at six hours and then you do an hour of yoga, like that's, you don't need to move your body that much, especially when you're only on 1400 calories, 1400 calories, seven hours of moving your body. Some of it are more like I can say, yes, the, the mountain hiking is probably more vigorous than the restorative yoga class, but like still it's, so then you do your yoga class, then you have dinner and then you go to bed. Bedtime is 8 PM. How awful do you think the 8.15 time frame is? Like, you know, it's just people getting back to their rooms. They're pissed. No, they're 8, hungry. 8 p.m. is necessary when you've been, when you woke up well, at yeah, 5, 5 a.m. Go to bed. Yeah. When you woke well, up at 5 a.m. to work out for seven hours, I would be passed out like throughout the day and then would crawl to my bed and be like, just, it's your one respite. It's your one moment of sure. not having to move or just suck on an almond, you know, like it's, and you it's, know, the, the hunger pains are going to wake you up at about four 30. So you don't even need the Tibetan chimes. <laughs> it's your nightmares and the Tibetan chimes just mixed together. That'll wake you. Yeah. So, so that is the day in the life of this, uh, $9,000 retreat or this is 9,000 for the ranch Malibu more in Italy. We'll get to that in a minute. Now I want to go through, we talked a bit about the menu for breakfast. I want to run through a full menu because they, they list yes. it all out. So yes. you know what you're getting. Yes. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you know what you're getting into. I, I, the one redeeming thing that I can say about the ranch is they tell you exactly what's going down. Yes. So mm-hmm. no one's getting caught off guard. Like if they said, wellness rest and relaxation didn't give you the schedule it didn't give you the menu the 1400 calories on the website that would be very torturous but this is purely people who sign up for exactly what you know they say they're getting right so i'm looking at the menu right now okay day one 
ranch granola. So this is, yeah, we, we had mentioned this. You get to mix it up. You don't just get almonds. On day one, you get a tangerine for a snack or tangerine plural. So you might get multiple tangerines. Incredible. <laughs> Lunch is a white bean salad in a jar at the beach. I love how it's specified that it's added in a jar. Oh, all it all will never all, be enough. So yeah, you know, and, it's like a mason jar of white bean salad. And because the calories are so restricted, there can't be that much oil. Like I love a good no. bean salad. Love it. But you need, sure. a, you need it to be saucy. And so this can't be saucy by default because sauces involve extra calories. So we're talking some like dry, slightly dry jar of white beans. So I feel like there's not even that many beans. I feel like it's a lot of spinach and I'll tell you why, because beans don't, I'm not saying they have high cal. I'm just saying the, the amount of calories in beans in a good way yeah, would yeah. fuel you too much. Yeah. Too much, way too much. Uh, yeah. We don't want to be uh, over the top here. So <laughs> your PM snack ranch energy bites. I, I would like to see a picture of these energy bites. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind being sent a sample. Wouldn't it be great if we could, if we could try a little sample of, of what they actually eat on this and see just how. Do you how- think Alex would let us come to the ranch? <laughs> For a little. Alex, if yeah. you're listening. We take back everything we said. Okay. We love what you're doing and just let us try a little, little bite of your ranch bites. So- Will you let me come to the ranch and just explore for the day i'm gonna be like that remember that reporter who would um like she would like sneak into like all the like places that they wouldn't let women and that will be me i'm gonna sneak into the ranch malibu and i'm gonna get all the tea and but here's the thing like i was listening to that podcast that i was telling you about where they had uh alex and his wife on where i think he let the wife say about four words um but yeah obviously and when they were on, they were talking about, they were like, well, you know, we're about to have dinner and we have the same meal as you. And the host said, well, I hope you have, you know, a little more food than we get. And he was like, nope, we don't. We have the same amount of calories as you all, which I was just like, that's so concerning. And no surprise there though. Like what? I mean, I that, do. You're right. That That's uh, true. You, you've got to subscribe to this. If this is what you're pushing out to people. That's true. And so then she said, um, he was like, yeah, we just had some, I don't think they were the energy bites, but they were some other type of like ball snack thing, whatever. Yeah. And he said, yeah, we just had a couple of those. And she was like, oh my God, it's so hard. Cause you only get to have like two. And she's like, if I could be left alone with a plate of those, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. And it's just like this idea. I mean, like, it's not like, even if it was like a plate of brownies, like this idea in our culture of like, don't let me get around those. Like, how did that not end with the Reagan administration? Like, how are we still talking like that? Okay. And that's why this type of, these types of discussions are important, even though we know subconsciously diet culture is still alive and well, I think most of the listeners feel the same way it's still something that we subconsciously don't fully register. Like, I think like if you're working out seven hours a day and you want a few more ranch energy bites, is that like, that is your body telling you, you are hungry. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this place is clearly so 
centered around restriction without talking, without explicitly saying it, but then at times explicitly saying it. Okay. So I totally forgot. Speaking of physical labor, I completely forgot that I was once also a tree planter. So this is also a Canadian thing. I planted trees in in Northern Canada and it's this really, really extreme. What is Northern Canada? I feel like all of Canada is Northern Canada. So tell me where (laughs) actually, if you want the statistics, 80% of Canadians live within like 20 kilometers of the American border. Like we're almost right. all like right on the border. I'm this sorry. Is, this is, we're not, it's not worth it. But oh, no, we're, no, no, we're not crossing over. We're not crossing yeah. over all the time. I love America. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. So when I say Northern Canada, it's like very close to Alaska. Okay. Okay. So yep. like, yeah. That, so yeah. when you were kind of like on the West. It's like, it's like yeah. sun, sun all day in the summer, sun, almost 24 hours in the summer, like dark in the winter, like that and very North. Yes. So when you're tree planting, it's very, very, very extreme. They've actually done studies on it and say that you're expending almost the same amount of energy as basically running a marathon every single day. Um, it's yeah, you're carrying like heavy bags, you're moving, you're going for 10 hours a day. Um, and you to, in order to fill, like keep yourself healthy, you need to eat about 5,000 calories a day. And that's a very extreme example, but everyone, so everyone is eating about that or more and losing weight because you're just doing this every day for like three three months, but like 5,000 calories. Like I, I, I invite you to like, try to picture how many ribs that is. Like we're eating like an unfathomable amount and just piling on like piling and, and you can't eat enough, but your body's just burning it off because you're working out all day. Right. And your body is telling you that you are this hungry. So if you are only eating 1400 calories and you're yeah. working out for seven hours, moving your body physically. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. You know I, what though? I think you get as much water as you want. <laughs> always, always. Um, and, well, and like your dinner. Um, the dinner is the best part. And that's why I love day one so much is because you get to round off the day with kelp noodle Alfredo. So essentially just a pile of seaweed with mustard rubbed broccolini. They love their mustard. Cause that is a low calorie. Yeah, they do love mustard thing that you could put on. I had a mustard face. I love, I no, I love face. mustard now, but I'm no, no, saying no, like- I love mustard, but like, I also had a mustard face 20, yeah. 2010 continue yeah. on. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. And then, oh, but that's not, no, don't worry. That sounds like probably not very much. Have no fear. You also get blistered cherry tomatoes from the ranch garden when available. <laughs> so what if they're not available? Then you just get, then you get your all the mustard rubbed broccolini you could eat. Actually, I'm saying that you probably have a limited amount of rustered mustard rubbed broccolini. Oh, obviously, but also too, like, have you like, so I'm assuming like a blistered cherry tomato is kind of like a roasted cherry tomato, yeah. which like, I enjoy that in a pasta dish or something, but they're never filling. Like I can't think of a worse way to try to get full on cherry tomatoes than like blistering them, which I am pretty sure is just making them into mush. It's just so they're not feeding you a raw pile of vegetables. It's it's like the way that um on those cooking shows they make, they're like, this is a deconstructed reduction of, and it's just like a pile of like whatever they were able to throw together in the 15 minutes they had to cook this thing. Like that's what it's like, that's what it sounds like they're doing where they're like, it's not a pile of seaweed. It's kelp noodle Alfredo. Can you imagine <laughs> how bad that tastes? 
can, oh yeah. And I just think of seaweed with, with like Alfredo sauce from like the Olive Garden on it and no shade to the Olive Garden. Yeah. And like, and, and, and the thing is about that dinner is that it's quite limiting, but it's okay because like if you go into day two, it's completely different story where for dinner you get spinach lasagna. So <laughs> if if you're feeling hungry, like don't worry, you get to come into day two and have a delicious pile of like, I'm picturing like wilted <laughs> lasagna with, or sorry, wilted, wilted spinach with what? Like, I don't even picture them putting cheese on it. Maybe some uh maybe vegan cheese but it's a completely gluten-free a dusting a dusting of nutritional yeast oh god (laughs) and they call it lasagna like that's dinner day two day three once again like you know you might be feeling dissatisfied fear not day three you get a full vegetable lentil curry and a dinner salad (laughs) (laughs) not a breakfast salad you get a dinner salad baby a dinner salad Oh my God. It's, it's unhinged. And it's the fact that people are paying, I mean, how much, I mean, obviously like this, I'm sure they're using great ingredients. I hope that they're paying people a living wage, but the amount of money that you're paying and the amount of calories that you get and the amount of food that you get. Yeah. Well, okay. And that, and that makes me think of another point, which is that when you get into a certain echelon of wealth, that's when you start getting less food for more money. Right. Like it's the same right. as like the Michelin star restaurants, which like, I'm sure if you're a Michelin star restaurant, I'm sure your food tastes great. Like nothing pisses me off more. I'm a big eater. Like then going yes. to a restaurant that's fancy and you get a little teensy bite oh and they're like, and it's piled with some, um, sprouts and, and you're like, okay, this bite was delicious, but like, and they're like, don't worry. This is not enough. Don't worry. There's three more courses. And it's like three other bites of things. And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> now I'm going to need to go for pizza after this. Like, right. And I paid, I'm hungrier than when I came in. Yeah. I paid so much money for every bite. And like, so, and that's like what this, in a sense, this is, that's what this is. Yeah. That's what that, this is what this is. So that's, that's the ranch. And it's a, um, it's a celebrity. It's filled with celebrities Mm -hmm. apparently. Um, of the likes of Julianne Huff, because of course Julianne Huff is involved. Jessica and Alba. Jessica Alba sounds, yeah, sounds right. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably others. I mean, this sounds par for the course. Like I, I think that all of Hollywood is is hungry. And <laughs> and that's what they're doing. And then if, if you think that this might be um, a really terrible experience, just picture yourself flying to Italy for this type of thing. So if, if you think the ranch Malibu is bad, just like you, you get off, you, you land in the airport in Italy, even the airport food is probably, you know, better than like whatever (laughs) shitty ingredients we can get in North America. Like everything is incredible, delicious. And you're driving past this on your way to Beantown, like on your way to like dry energy bites and beans and just marching through the hills of wherever the fuck in Italy that, that they've set this up. Right. Can you imagine how it's like, it looks like this like small village in Italy. Can you imagine how much the locals and like, are just like 
are you fucking kidding me with these Americans? Like, look at these Americans who come in here. And like, it is, it's almost like they had to find a way to make it more unhinged, right? Because like the thing about Malibu is like, it's probably not exotic enough for some people, right? For some yeah, it's people- around the corner from where most right, of people are probably like, living. Right. I'm like, they're like, David Foster lives down the road. For David, he needs something different. He really needs to get out of LA. He's like, this is just a slightly different view than like his other beach home, you know? It's like, right. <laughs> but if you, but we, if you really need to mix it up, it's like, you could take this experience and you could do it on Lake Como. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that's probably why they had to, I honestly think that probably their clientele was like, Malibu is not enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny because like one of the most, I mean, obviously the goal is to lose as much weight as possible in, in such a brief amount of time. Um, and they mentioned like some people lose up to like 20 pounds. Wasn't it 20 pounds? I 20 saw to 22 you, pounds, 20 to 22 pounds. And I saw you talking about this on your TikTok, and you're like, you know who I've seen lose 20 to 22 pounds, like my mom, when she was dying of cancer. And also she would find this funny. And I was like, I was laughing my ass off because I was like, same for my dead mom. She was losing weight, like no one's business. We didn't even have to right? send her to the ranch. And also she would find this hilarious. Like I was like, same, same, and same. This is yeah. a weight loss plan that you didn't know about. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, so I've seen this happen. Um, it's not normal. If someone lost 22 pounds, no, I think like, but and like, like my mom was pissed when I would make her do the hike. She was like, I can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. but like, you're right. Exactly. And it's glorifying being deeply unhealthy because no one, no one should lose 22 pounds in six days. Nope. Nope. Unless your body is shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless you're very sick and then you need to get yourself to a doctor and they claim at the ranch to have like doctors that consult them or whatever. I think it's Dr. Yolanda Hadid because. Oh, 1000%. Or, you know, you know, there's some quack doctor who's going to sign off on this. Like, you know, it's uh, if, if people are going to be writing pill prescriptions, like it's, you know, (laughs) signing uh, (laughs) a. Oh my God. It's, it's probably Josh Jackson in like, no disrespect to Josh Jackson, we stand, but it's like, I mean, Dr. Death over here, like that yeah. is, you know, like that, there are doctors out there who will co-sign on this, especially if there's a kickback related to it. Right. I mean, like oh, yeah. being a doctor doesn't pay what it used to. So a lot of these look at Dr. Oz, right? Like, I mean, it's, this, and you know, it's interesting to me. And I, I put this note down from when I listened to the podcast where Alex was on, you know, yelling over his wife. Um, but the thing that he talks about is he's like, he says it's the ranch is highly self-selective. And I think that's such an interesting thing because it kind of puts the onus on like, well, we're only going to have the people here who really want to be here, but that's, that's actually the most self-aware thing I've heard him say, but he doesn't at that same time, talk about the fact that it's incredibly expensive. So it's highly self-selective, because it's really expensive. It's for people who love discipline. And that's, there's like, you know, there's a certain type of person and it's the people that just are wanting to put in the work and that's about it. But the other thing that he says (laughs) almost in the same breath is he says millions of millions of people are afraid to step up and do this. And so he says, you know, when I have a group here, we talk about the fact that like there are people all over the world 
who would never be brave enough to do this, but you are. And it's like, that to me is some, that is like some, you know, that is adjacent to like the bootstraps, like pull yourself up by bootstraps. You know, we all have the same 24 hours, get your fucking ass up and work. Yeah. Are you a fat little bitch who's poor or do you want to do the work and step up? Which is it? Like (laughs) most people can't take this $9,000. Like the majority of people can't do this. And one of the things that the woman who was interviewing, I think it's uh, Conry is her name, Shannon Conry. I can't remember. She talks about the fact that she really encourages her clients to go to the ranch. She has a private practice, which she drops about 35 times and she's a therapist and she really encourages her clients to go to the ranch because she sees how depression is tied to inflammation, which I was like, red flag, (laughs) red flag. But what she says is, she says, you know, I have people who come in and I tell them about the ranch and she's probably getting some kickback, but I tell them about the ranch and, you know, they say to me, I'm just going to try to get healthy on my own and, and make some changes on my own, which is the healthy way to do things. And she says, and then I say to them, but like, you have money for vacation. You have money to come see me. I'm like, those are very different things. Somebody who's like, I'm going to take $9,000 and do 10 days away with my partner and our three kids. And then every other week, I'm going to come see a therapist. Those are very different things yeah. than spending $9,000 to come here. That's something that's benefiting your entire family. Going to therapy every week is a, is a bigger commitment to me than going to the ranch for six days. You think? <laughs> and yeah. I wonder, like, I would, I always want to see like the behind the scenes. I always want to see the back end of things. And what I'm wondering is I mean obviously there's going to be exorbitant price gouging on everything like you're paying for kind of like the status of it partly um there better be the highest thread count of sheets imaginable because they're not spending their budget on food like they're not spending it on almonds the almond budget for about 30 people is like 20 bucks you know right And so I also wonder too, if, if for four hours of the day, you are hiking in the Santa Monica mountains or whatever, like that is at no cost to them other than staffing. But barely, I think, cause they're getting walkie talkies. I was wondering if if there are even staff with them, you know, or how many. So there is staff actually, you know what, on that podcast, on the, I said, no gifts podcast, the thing that the, one of the things the guy talks about, he's like, yeah, my group, we called ourselves the backpackers, because there was like four of us that were always way behind everybody else. And I was like, even at this place, they are shaming people. They're creating in groups and out groups. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's still the same thing. Yeah. Are you, are you dizzy? Well, maybe that's because you're a loser who's never worked a day in your life and like, isn't trying hard enough. <laughs> right. It's not cause you're in the, it's not cause you're in the beating sun and you've had about five blueberries and two and six almonds. almonds, six almonds. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> six, six. Um, I'm, I, I wonder if there's people who forego, you know, one or two oh. almonds. There has to be, there has yeah. to be people who are like, you know what, actually I'm good. Like I yeah, just yeah. ate so much acai this morning. I'm like, I almost can't function. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it really is just, it's, it's incredible what it does when you just put your mind to it. Um, so do you have any closing remarks on the ranch before we move on to <laughs> another luxury retreat? I think that's it. I think, I mean, there's always so much more to say. I think Alex, if you're listening, first of all, I want to talk to you about the golden doodles because I have theories. What, um, what golden, what golden doodles? Well, he has several golden doodles and 
he i have this theory that they're actually people who like failed out at the ranch that he like caught with gluten in their rooms they you look at their eyes and there's just like a human element so anyway i'm worried about the golden doodles but if you want me to come by the ranch i'll i'll come by because i saw the baby goats um, we would love to do some light investigative journalism we'll go easy on you like just yeah let us in let's just have a tour maybe we might be interested ourselves so you know yeah don't, we we don't mean what we say we would like to just talk it out and we're open to a health and wellness experience so the next retreat that we're going to talk about is something that is so adjacent to the world of health and wellness, AKA diet culture, which is the world of spiritual retreats, AKA people looking to get fucked up, borrow other cultures, go to countries and Can't you just re- go to Coachella. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do both Meredith. Why would you have to choose? We can do it all ladies. Am I right? <laughs> so after thinking about the ranch, I got into this rabbit hole of looking into the world of luxury ayahuasca retreats. And there are like all these lists out there, top 10 luxury ayahuasca retreats. Before I really dove into it, just want to say like, if you've done this, we're not here to like shame people. And Mm-mm. I have this long and colorful history of a love of psychedelics. I have loved to take myself to outer space many a time in my youth. Now I'm probably too fragile for anything of the sort, but like no shame on anyone. And I've also dabbled like so far into the world of so-called like spirituality. I've just like lost myself. I found these things enticing. I've known people who've done it. So it's that. And I just want to say that I am not cool enough to have ever been offered anything other than cocaine. So, so I've actually never done Coke. I never, I've never done Coke either, but I'm, I've only been offered it twice. Um, and I, you know, I feel like that is not a very cool level of co- cocaine offerings. No one has ever offered me anything cooler than Coke. And so anyway, that's just where I'm at. Well, I lived in a ski town and also on the West Coast. And I know that um, the West Coast of Canada's culture, like drug culture, can be kind of similar to like some parts of the West Coast of the U.S., maybe like Northern Mm -hmm. California, I want to say. But Mm -hmm. people are so extreme um, in these towns, in ski towns. It's kind of like Peter Pan. People ages like 20 to 60s are all kind of like partying together, but it's kind of like their pregame is like doing a bunch of LSD and like going to listen to a band at the bar. You know, it's just like, it is a weekly, like wild thing. And I like, I'm just, I'm saying this because I'm just like, I'm not trying to like shit on anyone's experience, but I'm just, I'm also here. Like we're here to like eat the rich, roast ourselves, roast, like, you know, this whole, and there's a big difference between going, uh, like getting, I don't know, doing shrooms in someone's apartment and then going to watch, uh, I don't know, Mighty Mighty Boston's cover band. Is that what people do after they do shrooms? I feel like that is what they do. Um, <laughs> uh, see, well, I'm I, not cool enough. I've done I mean, I mean, I used to just do them and roam the streets. I don't know. I would go any, anywhere, any old place. <laughs> like I, okay, this is like, <laughs> just to like put myself on blast. I used to make it like a hobby of, going out and making a point of having like no one really be able to recognize that I was blasted off my face. Like I would just, (laughs) I also feel like just me day to day, 
I'm living a very high sensory experience. And so mm-hmm. when I see other people doing psychedelics, I kind of feel like they're getting on my level where they're like, Oh my God, do you want to just stare at this tree and just hug each other? I'm like, I've been waiting for you guys to say that yeah. that's not a normal thing to I ask of you the psychedelics, but I want to do that most days. So yes. Um, <laughs> and so, and so like, and part of that probably was me like, you know, just, just kind of like questing to balance out my brain thank God I'm on meds. I wonder if I would have even had that phase had I been on meds at the time, (laughs) but I was like, I was like, something needs to change. And so why don't I just be my own chemist? Um, and part of that was like, I knew people who would go on these like ayahuasca retreats and like, it's so funny now in retrospect, also living on the East coast, being totally removed from that, that subculture and being like, Mm -hmm. that is, that is pretty out there. And also a lot of the people that were like balls deep into that world are also like the vaccine. It has a microchip in it. It's right. poison. Like, I don't trust this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, buddy, I've seen you do ground scores, which I can't yes. like, I was, <laughs> I just remembered that the term even ground scores exists um, for <laughs> like, this is such a like. <laughs> Canadian West Coast festival thing, culture thing. I don't know if this exists other way. Like there's so many drugs around that they'll just be like baggies on the ground and people will pick up a mystery bag and do it. This is a ground score. Like I thought that only existed in like go ask Alice, but I guess not. I've seen this so many times I've talked, like I was like waiting in line for like food and I was trying to talk a stranger out of doing a ground score, actually a, a score that he found in the garbage. He found a piece of, he found a, he found a baggie like at the top of a trash can. And he was like, he's like, well, it was just there. Like it was a sign. I was like, I don't think you should do it. I think someone threw it out for a reason. And he's like, well, I, I mean like, but it's free. And I, like, we're just having this talk. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get tacos, but like, I don't think you should do this. Um, so this is like, this is very much, this is very much real. And so everyone, so that's like, that is, that is like a, I mean, Listeners, like, is this just like a very, a thing of this one part of Canada? Does this exist elsewhere? Like, I, I think just I mean, in dare workbooks, like, did you have dare in Canada? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's basically like, I thought my whole life was just going to be like navigating, avoiding drugs. When I did dare, I was like, every time I leave the house, the pusher man's going to come up to me by a chain link fence. And I think it's really just the, you know, it's the two. 2022 version of that. Yeah. Um, living in a ski town, I don't know, you get offered, uh, well, get drugs about a couple of times a week. I don't know. At least I did. <laughs> and like my, and like most of my friends were like, chill. We would like our, sure. our hobby was like watching the bachelor and having charcuterie mm-hmm. and like a glass of wine, you know? And, but I, you still like, when you go out, like this is just out there it's and on the part table of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> It's a very, it's a wild world out there. Um, so back to the whole world of like luxury ayahuasca trips. So it's this, the issue I was trying to figure out in my research, like, is this cultural appropriation and like short answer, not exactly long answer. Like it is more that it's harmful commercialization of it. Mm -hmm. So typically like ayahuasca was done, um, by, many different cultures like within Latin America 
Um, it was typically only done by shamans, but there was other Mm -hmm. cultures that did it like as a community to connect together. But the problem is that when it's like this huge industry, essentially, um, this, like a jungle is a very delicate ecosystem. It's not Mm -hmm. like a mass farm. This stuff grows in, in this place where like, uh, it, it, this, like these vines don't just like pop up everywhere and you're getting this industry where the vine and the shrub that is that comes from are disappearing the cost of ayahuasca has tripled in the past uh couple years it's now 250 dollars a liter at minimum which i guess i mean for this is like then taking it and making it inaccessible to the locals the ultimate distillation and like commercialization of it is these, there's these companies like this company, Soul Herbs, that ships $370 10 minute DIY ayahuasca, ayahuasca kits from Mexico, Holland, and Spain. So that is a thing. And even further than that, some bankers at IBM created a cryptocurrency called IACoin so you can invest. Oh in like the tourism boom of ayahuasca ayahuasca yeah oh my god thank you for thank you for digging deeper well like thank you for i mean you're the one who got me into the ranch and then i just like started going down that that trail and i and i couldn't stop and so there were many like luxury retreats where you can go do this but one of the ones that i'm gonna briefly touch on is this place called it's a place called behold ayahuasca retreat and Okay, wait, I'll, I'll, I'm going to put this up on social media, but I just have to share my screen for a second because I need to show yeah, you a no, photo. Please. I need to show you a photo of like what can you? Can, can oh you, my God. Oh you, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the front. This is the cover photo. And so this is like for an ayahuasca retreat in Mexico. So, <laughs> listeners, what were they decide to get married when they were there? What well, the I, okay, listeners, what we're looking at is the cover page of this website. So this is for um, this is for this retreat in Mexico. It's a white couple wearing white clothes in front of a white teepee and holding flowers, and it's like. <laughs> Okay. This was like, this was like typically done in huts. Like teepees are its own thing. Like we're just like, we're just taking little bits and bobs from whatever we care to, to like create this whole thing. And then, then if you skim through their website, they also have the team. Now the team has about 20 people on it. There's like life coaches and like this and that the, they are all white people or people who appear to be white and have name like they look white and their names are like Charlotte. So it's like, I'm just going to, you know, assume the one non-white person is someone that they called their medicine man named Pablo. It's like, they just, they were like, okay, we need, you know, we, (laughs) we, my God. Yeah. And <laughs> are you on their website? I'm on their website right now. And I'm you looking see at the their... team. Oh my God. <laughs> are these real people? These are real ass people. And so to go, I know. And so to go on these retreats, it's, um, oh, I lost the cost. I think it's like, I think it's like $6,000. Wait, can we discuss that the tagline is plant medicine journeys for the discerning? 
Like they literally put in the in the tag in the tagline, like this is for the people. It's giving like conscious uncoupling or like conscious. I can't wait till the documentary comes out about Pablo. I mean, Pablo is just like a he is the token <laughs> like medicine man that they snatched up. Um <laughs> Ooh, the flowers in that it's the it's the feathers in the hair. This is like a thing. A lot of these places are doing this feathers in the hair. Continue. I know they they can't help but do a little a little sprinkling of Native American wisdom. Uh so the investment is seven thousand eight hundred dollars we'll just round it up to eight thousand dollars yeah for, let's call it eight thousand yeah for a week of this ayahuasca luxury retreat and <laughs> there's like it, the the program is like what you would exactly what you would expect you know it's a mix of like you know you go from your ayahuasca ceremony to your breath work your one-on-one life coaching etc um you had to there's like a exploration call that you basically have to do. It's like an exploratory chat um, to see if you qualify for this retreat. Oh, so they create an air of exclusivity of like, can, are you even allowed to come to this? Like, yeah, it's are like you a li- even good well, enough. Well, no, it's like, are you even broken enough? Because I'll, I did the questionnaire. And so I'm going to tell you, I also think they're trying to avoid a lawsuit. The questionnaire um, you have to answer a couple questions. And then once you make it through these questions, then they do like a little, little chat, um, to talk, okay. to talk more about it. So first question, how much of your potential do you feel you are currently living one? No potential 10 maximum potential. <laughs> Honestly, it depends on the hour. Continue. Uh, like how much of your potential do you feel like you're currently living? Like, what is that even? Uh, let me tell you right now, if you are on this website, you've got, and you're like thinking of going, you have too much money and you're thinking like, I hate to say it, but like you're overthinking everything. Continue. I don't believe, I also don't believe anyone who says I'm living up to my fullest potential. And I only, you know, I'm only, I'm fully connected. Okay. Actually that's the next question. Okay. How connected do you feel to your sense of purpose? Zero, not connected at all. 10 fully connected. And you can answer anywhere from one to 10. Like it's like, no one has ever answered 10. No one has that amount of self-esteem. Yeah. Except for Tony Robbins and we don't trust him. Like, right. So yeah. Um, okay. And then the next question, how spiritually connected do you feel? Once again, zero completely disconnected, 10 fully connected. Oh my God. How broken are you? Yeah. How broken are you? Um, because by doing this quiz, you're going to realize, yes, you're extremely broken and you need to lighten up your wallet. So come to us. We'll get it all taken care of. Um, In just six nights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next question, how peaceful do you feel? Zero completely <sighs> lacking peace, 10, 100% at peace. <laughs> are you dead? Like, no one in the year of 2022 is completely a piece. Like they're just preying off what they know are already the broken pieces of society. Right. It's like those, it's like those magazines that we, those teen magazines that we had growing up that, that had those quizzes and both ends, it like led you to the middle question. Like it was right. like, it was like, how, like how weird are you the weird friend or are you the normal friend? And it was like, if you're in a mall, would you take off all your clothes and like run naked <laughs> through the mall? Or would you just like go shopping? You know, and like it's leading you to like the answer where it's like, B, don't worry, you're normal or whatever. So like, 
<laughs> Anyhow, um, you only have to pay three ninety five for that quiz. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple more questions. How healthy do you feel? Zero, extremely unhealthy. Ten, maximum health achieved. <laughs> okay, wait. I want to take the quiz and just put all the like most things. I know, like all of the most continue. I know. I almost want to get to the point of doing the chat, but I just couldn't keep a straight face. Um, yeah. So the next one, how much love do you feel you have in your life? Zero, none, 10, a hundred percent achieved love. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so funny? (laughs) I have, I don't know. I like, I've like, who, I mean, I guess they're like filtering through the types of people they need to be on this review. Like you need to be on board with these types of questions to, to pass. Well, go. Yes, you need to be on board and you cannot, but you cannot be in such a place that like, you're like, actually I'm like, I am doing really well. Yeah. No. Um, if you are 100% at peace and 100% achieved love and maximum health achieved, like, yeah, you know, maybe not the place for you, but if you're some like weird outlier who feels otherwise, we can help. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next question is just open. How are you feeling today? Blank. So you just, how are you feeling after answering those like extremely, like if you're in a vulnerable place and not seeing this as funny, you're, you're, you're rattled at this point. Cause you've contemplated the fact that you are not at peace. You're not loved. Like right. you're, you're not well. Um, then <laughs> <laughs> then the next you know they're in there with the notes when you get there too of like you know on this day you uh you weren't good so like when you go to leave and you're like I, I think I'm a lot better you're like well don't forget yeah you gave yourself a seven out of ten yeah you arrived extremely broken and unloved and now you're probably feeling a hundred percent maximum love achieved uh, okay so next question in your own words how would you describe your quality of life right now Stable, expanding, transitioning, upheaval. Please elaborate. That I think that's to make sure that you actually have the money to pay for this. Well, that you have to answer a question of like, have you read the cost of this? Like, and accept the terms and conditions. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, so that's his own question. But like, it, how would you describe your life? Would you just like any of these answers does seem unwell? Like, if you had to describe your life and someone said expanding, it's like, what, what does that mean? Like transitioning? Sure. Yeah. I've had, you know, we've, when your life is in transition, definitely a thing upheaval, that can be a thing. My, my life is stable. I mean, I guess that could also be a thing. So maybe there are some like, (laughs) you know, ways of answering this that are, you know, show that you're just fine. Like the fact that these are the options are just, it's so funny to me. Um, then they ask what is motivating you to explore this, this experience right now? And last question is like a medical question of like, are you currently suffering from any of the following mental health conditions? At least they acknowledge Western medicine once again, probably so they don't get sued dissociative disorder, bipolar, schizophrenia, multiple personality. Like, so they are, they're like covering their bases, right? You know, it's bad for press. Um, if you know, someone loses their mind and never gets it back and their family blames on this retreat. So they're, they're covered. And then it's, um, which are you most interested in? And there's a list there's, you could do ayahuasca in Costa Rica or in Mexico or Portugal or DMT in Portugal, 
Mexico, Costa, psilocybin in Costa Rica. Like it's always they. How is this such a big franchise? Because well, like because they're so there's such an audience for it. And then there's this question of like, if Behold invites you to attend a retreat, would you most likely come one ASAP, two within the next few months? Oh, they're like, how how are we going to fill up? (laughs) Like, well then there, yeah. I mean, I think it's like creating that sense of urgency. You know, it's like you get a discount, you get 20% off. If you, if you put it, click buy in the next 20 minutes. So the answers you can give are ASAP within the next few months or within six months. And so, yeah. So this is just, I mean, this is just good business because they're just like doing their projections for their next quarter. Yeah. Well, they're true. I mean, I think there is an incredible market for this. Like we're, we're talking about the ranch and we're talking about these types of things and we're like, who is doing this? But there's so many people that are like looking for answers, have money to burn and are signing up for this or even worse, much sadder are people that are saving and saving their hard earned dollars to try to heal themselves, fix themselves. Like who've been convinced that like they're broken and you know, like that. But what, like, well, how, at what point do you just say to somebody, okay, for like a third of the cost of this, you could commit to going to therapy for the next five years. And I think the difference in that versus going and spending, you know, a week at this discerning ayahuasca retreat yeah. is is like people don't want to, I think the bottom line is, and I, now I sound like I'm starting to sound like an old person is like, I think people don't want to actually do the work that it requires to like, really think about like, okay, if you have a ton of money, the, like you want the quick fix always, right. That's why you five private. That's why you, you know, live this life. You can't say, you know what, I've got some issues. I got to work through with my dad. So I'm going to go to therapy and try to figure them out and yeah. own my shit. Yeah. And that's like, and, and pre medicated younger me who was very, very lost. I think that's why I kept doing silent meditation retreats over and over and over. I mean, uh, the passion is pretty cool. Cause it, it is like, I think it is a valuable experience to, to try once if you're interested, like it's not, right. it's not very culty. Like it's very, just kind of like open to just, I, I kind of see it as like signing up for a marathon. Like it's not going to be necessarily pleasant, but it is like, I would never sit and meditate for a long period of time, like out of my own volition. So I got something out of it, but it's the fact that I was like in my early twenties and I just kept going back. I did five of, I did five of these and I was like, I am going to keep doing them until I ascend and feel okay. And like that never came like that, (laughs) that came with my well butrin, like necessarily like the problem is not going on a retreat, but the problem is like, no, but did your retreat cost $9,000? Well, actually they're free. They're free. They all run on volunteer um, work. And if you complete the retreat and you want to donate to the center after you're only allowed to, after, if you've gotten something out of it, which is, I think pretty cool. Like it's, it's an interesting model. I, you know, I did an early mother loss retreat and it was less than a thousand dollars. Okay. So like to me, and that was, you know, four, four days. And that was totally different. It was buffet style. So there was no limit on my food intake, but like, to me, that's very different than spending $9,000 and you go into it knowing this isn't going to fix it. It's not a quick fix. But also if you are uber wealthy, 
you can also, you are allowed to go on a wealthy retreat, but also maybe right. think about the fact that you are with a bunch of other white people in Mexico and you have people serving you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're snatching up their vines. Like there's none left for like the locals. And it's like, it makes me think of like, okay, so my boyfriend's from Mexico and he, he did, he did one degree in Mexico, um, in anthropology and he did two more in Canada. And he, mm-hmm. he always like, he talks about the fact that I hadn't even considered this where he's like, people here in North America are always like, ancient Mayan wisdom, like wisdom of like this ancient civilization. He's like, Mayans are fucking still alive. Like they're still right. here. They like are, they right. exist. They're poor marginalized communities that have been kicked off their land and are just like trying to make it work. And a lot of them don't have like access to these traditions. So they have to like work around the clock. Like, what are you saying? Ancient wisdom, like go <laughs> like well, this is in California in Southern California, the amount of indigenous people who live here still, they still live here. Right. And so like, you're hiking around these mountains, like it's so far removed because it makes you feel a little bit better about being a colonizer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and it's like, there's arguments to be made for like, oh, it's helping like the economy there. And it's just like, it's like colonization with, uh, with a wellness twist with a, with a health and wellness spin. I mean, I don't even know like how to conclude this or like where to go from here. Um, other than I want to open up registration after this episode for my own diet ayahuasca (laughs) treat taking place in Costa Rica next year. Uh, yeah. Well, I already talked about my idea for a retreat. I actually do think I would like to do this someday, which involves for anyone who hasn't heard me go on about my spiel. I really do think I would like to speak this into existence at some point, which is it's a retreat where you go, you do relaxing stuff during the day. Like we do, we can do stretching, we can do some art, we can do some kind of like just fun, chill activities. And then Mm -hmm. at night we all watch reality TV. We watch the best of like Bravo. We watch the best of like, um, maybe some like cheesy old like rom-coms and we all just like have a cocktail, have a joint, like whatever, you know, just like get, get loose. Um, if you're sober, you know, you can have some almonds. (laughs) Um, how do you think they deal with people with nut allergies there? Anyway, continue. They're not allowed. They're they're, not allowed they, yeah. No, they, no, they just get self-selective. Yeah. They just get zero almonds. They just, they, <laughs> they could just skip right to the kale, the kelp noodles. And uh, yeah. And at night we all just like watch, um, we all watch trash together and like shout at the screen. So that's. I'm there. I'm coming. I'll yeah. be there. I would actually like to make this, this happen. Um, so we went on a jury. I feel like we just traveled around the world. <laughs> or at least a four hour hike. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like more hungry after recording this or if I'm like put off because I'm just thinking about like having this, like these dry, unsalted seaweed uh, nut (laughs) bites. On a scale of one to 10, one being, are you ever hungry? And 10 being, (laughs) are you maximum satisfied with your life, body and mind? (laughs) What would you say? Because if you answered anything below a 10, you might want to consider. You might need this. You might. We might need $9,000 from you. Yeah. Um, So Meredith, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. This has been wild. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I'm dizzy. Like just thinking about all these, like (laughs) all these like hikes and ceremonies. Like (laughs) Um, before we sign off, 
tell the people where they can find you. You can find me in the Santa Monica mountains, giving out uh, trail mix. Um, and if I'm not there, <laughs> I am on Meredith M. Lynch on TikTok, Meredith M. Lynch on Instagram. And for now, that's it. Okay. Amazing. Meredith, we'll have to have you back on. I would we love got, to be back. We got a lot more stuff to talk about. Thank you. Au revoir, mon amour.